Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight. One G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Everybody and welcome to Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe cartoon show recap show. Can That's I put the word show in there enough times? Please. Absolutely. Please. I'm my name is Ray Stacanis, and I am here with Robert Chan. Hi. And I am here with Gina Ippolito. Hi. And I think I even said that right. You did. Oh my perfect. god, I nailed it. It's perfect. Finally. Four episodes in, finally got it right. Uh, today yeah. we're talking about, oh my gosh, classic G.I. Joe cartoons. 1985 to 1986, a show that changed my life. Only 85 episodes, but still great. And we're here talking about episode four of the Pyramid of Darkness, colon. Oh, is there more? There's, chaos there's in so the sea more. of lost chaos. souls. Colon chaos in the sea without of lost souls. Without the colon, just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, What's a pyramid of darkness without a colon? The pyramid of darkness. Now, there's got to be some great science behind the pyramid of darkness and why it works. I mean, even as a <laughs> as an evil plan, I always thought it was strange that it only enveloped half the world, yep. which just shows you. Yep. Oh, oh, I thought it bottom was, of South America is poking right out of right. there. Oh, I thought it was it was because those countries didn't have technology in 1985. <laughs> they didn't. If you're living in Australia, we don't care. Yeah, what are yeah. you going to do about they're, it? They're they're they're. It's not like their radios are going to um, stop working. You should care later in the episode. You find it's the Australians. That uh, Deep Six the whole thing. Oh, there you go. Sorry, Deep Six alert. is the name of J.I. Joe, isn't it? Mm-hmm. No, but it's the Dreadnoughts. Mm-hmm. Buzzer, Torch, and Ripper. Dreadnoughts. The wholesome episode opens here with a recap of what led us to this point. This is an absolutely bonkers, go nuts, crazy shit episode. And I I'm happy it would, for it. I thought the series would start out slow and then go to crazy town. No. Because like, the first one that we just like watched in the living room... Uh, was was the one where they travel back in time? That's right to ancient Greece. I'm like, okay, well, this is like season three. We're fine. <laughs> Start at season one. They'll be like, you know, like doing normal military maneuvers, and then no. Have you never seen an '80s cartoon? <laughs> I, I'm it's, familiar with 80s they cartoons. They jump the shark right... They've jumped the shark long before they even air anything. <laughs> the first episode is just... Yeah. So the, the precursor is all jumping the shark. So leading us into here, the, the recap of 30 seconds that leads us into the episode, the Fatal Fluffies have taken over Space Station Delta. What? Of course they have, with Zartan <laughs> and the Dreadnoughts. Yeah. And that led to Not. us creating a thing called the Pyramid of Darkness. I'm which already lost. Eliminates... <laughs> Eliminates all electricity for roughly one half of the world. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Only, the important half, yep. as we've already established. Meanwhile, Shipwreck has met a lounge singer named Satin who doesn't like Cobra. 
They're about to place the third cube when our heroes Bazooka and his erstwhile companion Alpine have been trapped in the Antarctic Circle being attacked by leopard seals. Good yeah. dog. I was pretty I was pretty bummed about the leopard seals thing. I feel like it was encouraging people to beat up leopard seals. Well, they're very dangerous. I, yeah, but like they're not they're not evil. They're just they're they're not trained by cobra seals, right? No, no, these are naturally occurring. Now, do, right. Are leopard seals real? Leopard seals are a real yeah, thing. They're a real, real thing. They're they are real. not murderous. That's what if I'm you, saying. If two guys with guns can't handle uh, yeah, leopard that's seals, what I, that's what they, I was don't belong to, they don't deserve to be a G.I. Joe. <laughs> There's a gun and a missile launcher. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, let's just shove it into the ice. Let's rock Let's rock the ice flow so that they fall into the water. Yeah. Their natural habitat. <laughs> now, and I looked this up, and why do they pick leopard seals? Well, because, I'll tell you, in 1985, there was a leopard seal attack on an actual explorer... Uh, leopard seals came up out of the water and bit a guy in the leg and tried to drag him into the water, and his team had to kick at them with their boots and Whoa. beat on them with sticks in order to save the, the explorer, whose is, name, of course, I didn't write down. Is this Whoa. something that people knew about? Is this something that was like in the news and like it filtered down to the level where children could understand it? Like Children knew about uh, the Cold War, or they knew about the uh, nuclear holocaust. Mm-hmm. Right. Were leopard seals one of the things they were afraid of in the 80s? I do not recall that being the case. I didn't even know they were a real thing until I looked it up an hour ago. <laughs> this is what re- this one episode is what led to all the leopard seal racism in America. It's what what yeah. After that, then it was all the 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 cute, uh, cute baby harp seals uh-huh. and like don't club them uh-huh. and then it, yeah. It was there was a backlash because yeah. of GI Joe because of yeah. GI Joe whooping on seals yeah yeah. So uh, our our heroes are trapped on the ice floe. And also, can I do like yes. what? Uh, like leopard seals. Um, in the in the in the pantheon of vicious animals, um, way way down the list. Yeah, like there are way scarier things, even in the Antarctic. For God's sakes, why not a polar bear? I actually think yeah. that what they probably did was they probably brought brought up a dictionary and looked up animals that live in the Antarctic, and one guy was like, whoa, leopard seal sounds scary. <laughs> they just thought it was a combination of a leopard and a yeah, seal. Yeah, yeah. Like, like some yeah, mythical creature, that. like the front end <laughs> yeah, is a t- exactly. the tiger, and the back exactly. end is a... <laughs> so rather than actually like try to attack them, let's just capsize our own ice- iceberg. Yeah, yeah That's yeah. the plan. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the cobra guy called it out. It's like, yeah, they're going to fall in the water. Right. What a and bunch of get, assholes. And then get eaten anyway. <laughs> Yeah, good plan, Joe. Or, or freeze to death. I mean, there's a there's a number of there's so many things this, that could go with wrong plan. with that situation. I don't think freezing to death is an option in the GI Joe universe. No, I have a feeling at some point someone's going to be like thrown out of an airlock in space and float out there for like an hour and a half, and then just be pulled in and be like, "Ooh, I'm better." There are a lot of exposed That's... nipples in this subarctic temperature. Yeah. in this episode. Well, then the absolute hero of the episode shows up to bail everybody out. Our pal, quick kick. Which, by the way, where did he... I mean, I understand that he's there <laughs> shooting a, a, a candy bar, which sounds like the grossest candy bar ever, by the way. It's taffy. Hold on. R- Hold on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do we have a sound drop, Chan? Fudgies, what a treat. Lots of chocolate, really sweet. Full of taffy, raisin, and nuts. that melt in your mouth and turn to lead in your guts. I want to know what the real last line of that song was. You're not going to put that in a commercial. You don't no, think they're going to insult their own product right no. there? But, but also, that's that's like taffy is delicious on its own. Sure. But if you put that yes. in a chocolate bar and add raisins, that's you're going to be chewing <laughs> that for about an hour. 
It's a frozen fudgy bar, so it's also intended to be eaten frozen. Oh, it, there's it's a lot of ice problems. cream treat. There's a lot of problems with this. No wonder that the, no wonder the guy that was in charge of the commercial hightailed it out of there. <laughs> this also, is bullshit. Has he not heard of a set like a studio no, set? Absolutely. I not. feel like traveling to the Antarctic <laughs> for a commercial, for a commercial. <laughs> could be done a lot cheaper with a bunch of fucking laundry detergent and a black box theater. Also, what does he mean by he took my money and ran? <laughs> Like is is the guy is Quick Kick the one funding the commercial? They were they were all sharing a universal bag <laughs> yeah. of money. Yeah, that he just threw in the car and just took off with. Yeah, he might have gotten paid in like stock mm-hmm. for the frozen fudgy company, mm-hmm. and was therefore you know felt like he needed to contribute uh, as a producer. To, he probably got a producer credit on it as well. Okay, that makes sense. So my favorite part though of the whole thing, besides the fact that the frozen fudgy bars sound flatly disgusting, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, is the fact that they they get underneath the hiss tank and Bazooka immediately turns and says. Do you got one? <laughs> and of course, the Quick Kick fuck says, is wrong with that guy." And Quick Kick I says, was "Yeah, that too. I've had him on me the whole time. Where was he keeping him? He's wearing ninja pants and nothing else." I was trying to figure out if this character is supposed to be like slightly mentally challenged. Bazooka is um, at the risk of sounding rude. He's functionally retarded. <laughs> Uh, developmentally disabled? Thank or, you. Or are you saying that it was head trauma that caused him yeah. to... Yeah, uh, I think it's a little of column A, a little of column B. I feel like you're not allowed to recruit people who are developmentally disabled into I mean, the military. I feel He seems a little bit like the guy from Sling Blade. Yes. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. You could and, trust him to, to I don't know, go, go crazy on... And uh, remember, this is the guy they're putting in charge of their heaviest missile weapons. Yeah, yeah. The most destructive weapons the G.I. Joe team has. Let's give it to the disabled right. fellow. The, the, he, he's trustworthy. I, have a, I, I actually have a, a serious question. What Robert Redford film has an Asian <laughs> dude roping in an iceberg? I was going to look that up, and then I was like, I can't do this. There's no way. <laughs> I was also going to look it up, and then I was like, I would kind of rather not know if it's a real thing or a fake thing. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not it's a, a real thing. It's not a real thing. Maybe there's some obscure film out there where... You, you remember A River Runs Through It? I believe When the, the movie... Asian guy ropes in the iceberg. I believe the movie may have been called Last Jet to Killer Karate College. <laughs> Which apparently was a movie that Quick Kick has done. That's d- his big thing. His That's his bragging yeah. point. Yeah. It's listed I mean, on IMDb right up top there. Right known there. for. Number one. That movie is serious because if you miss that last jet, you're never going to that college. <laughs> There's not ever going to be another one. I just want to know what kind of SAT scores you need to get into um, Killer Karate College. <laughs> Oh, man. So and my, my final thought on this right here, unless you guys have uh, more to add, is the fact that they... Uh, uh, before they jump in the hiss tank, they fight the battle. They fight. Quick kick fights Storm Shadow with the chocolate bars in his pants. Uh-huh. And right. pulls out Ninja Stars. Does One whatever Ninja he Star to takes do. out three Storm Shadow. Ninja Stars. Fuck that. Because Storm that's how Shadow good he is. is way better than that. He ain't gonna. He's not gonna group them together like that so they can be taken out by one star. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow lied his way into Cobra, and that he's not really the Ninja Master he claims to be, because he seems to get his mm. butt kicked all the time. Is it Terry Taylor under the mask? <laughs> it is. He's like, no, man, I'm a ninja. Do you know any ninjas? No. <laughs> Here I am. Why does Quick Kick even have ninja stars on him? Why does he need... Why does because, a stuntman... Because, you know, it was the 80s. That's also we had why he had a single nunchuck... They took out two leopard seals. Right. I, I think that because this nunchucks is, were the ultimate weapon. I think that this is this is the the cartoonist being like, um, all Asians have this stuff on them at all times, right? 
Yeah, all right. Let's give him some some nunchucks, some ninja stars. I assumed it was for the commercial. Like he was just going to rope in an iceberg, eat the frozen fudgy bar, and then throw a ninja star at the camera, and I then mean, sing and then sing the song. Right, makes sense. But the crazy thing to me though is that they they defeat Storm Shadow. They're walking away, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh crap." Let's just walk in this random direction where we have a conversation. And then the camera pulls back and reveals this massive battle that's happening right behind them with the cube. Like, they, didn't, they don't make mention of the entire time. And it's happening like 20 feet away from them down the snow. Like, you know, there's a, hey, man, so anyway, how's your day been? By the way, massive battle over a giant cube happening in the Antarctic Circle. I mean, it's not worth mentioning. Honestly, let's those, talk about candy bars. Those lasers are about as lethal as somebody throwing a tennis ball at you real hard. <laughs> so they're probably like, eh, whatevs. We'll deal with it. Later. We got time. They got fudgy bars to eat. So moving on. Because that's only like part one of like ten parts of yeah. crazy uh-huh. balls of this episode. Uh-huh. That could have been a whole episode. That could have been a whole episode, just that sequence. No, that's the first 30 seconds of the entire cartoon. We move on to the USS Flag, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, the aircraft carrier. And Tomax has been taken captured by the Joes. Mm. And they're treating him very, very nicely. They're on the deck of the ship talking, and, and he just turns and he says, Wait, he's hey, like a CEO. Yes, he is a known corporate CEO of extensive enterprises, mm-hmm. but they just can't pin it on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they capture him roughly every other episode. See, this is like real life. This is social yeah, commentary oh, right yeah. here. Yeah. And this is right before the uh, Wall Street crash of 1986. Mm-hmm. Now we know what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tomax and Zaymot. It's because Tomax and Zaymot got arrested and pressed charges, and they decided to bring down the system. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I will say that... Uh, to- there's a whole other thing about why Tomax and Zaymot were my favorite G.I. Joe characters like of all time, and I still haven't quite figured out. Like, I need more therapy to figure out specifically what the problem is. Uh, but I will say that um, the dudes are geniuses because they managed to dupe these you know, highly trained military operatives with what amounts to the clown flower gag. <laughs> yes, come yep. look closely at my insignia. Mm-hmm. That's where the secrets are. What kind of asshole is going to then put his face into the insignia? Every other person standing there, Chan. Uh, except for... Except uh, for Flint. Who, at Flint. the last second... Wait a minute. I've seen this before in a Three Stooges cartoon. I will turn away. But instead of killing him, it just like it just shines a little flash, flashlight a flash. into their eyes. Yeah. And, then he just, and he climbs. And then he just decides he goes, to go into yeah. the worst direction ever. <laughs> Where did he go? He could have jumped off the ship. Yeah, he yeah. could have done anything. He goes upwards in their line of view. Right. So immediately they start chasing after him. Mm-hmm. 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 And then we discover that Lady J uh, not only can uh, pilot... A, uh, a jetpack with great deftness. Fully functional. Uh-huh. Yep. She can also grab two live wires and <laughs> weld them back together with the power of her mind, I'm guessing. Oh, you just you just kind of squeeze them together and then yeah. they, just, they reform. It's it's not, uh-huh. That's that simple science. How, is that, is that okay. not how live wires work? I guess. My question is, if they got these jetpacks lying around, why are they climbing after him? That, why they, not just yeah. get in the jetpacks? They did mention jet belts at some point. Um, they, were, they were like, uh, yeah, let's just use our uh, break out the rocket belts. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where were those? Why aren't you wearing them all the they time? They should wear them all the time, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't exactly bulky. Yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. a regular belt that just, by the way, mm-hmm. flying yeah. everywhere. I would I would get to the point where I would not use my legs for anything after that. No. It's... Like, whether or not you needed to, I would go to the grocery store with it. <laughs> Eventually, they would just atrophy, and in the world of G.I. Joe, it would just be really sad. Just get two little wet noodles. Yeah. Just flapping <laughs> underneath you. Yeah. So they, they end up capturing Tomax back again. Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. At first, I was confused because 
uh, Tomac starts climbing or like walking the the wire to where. I don't know. Where was that wire attached away. to? It was Oops. attached to a way. Was it attached yeah. to off screen somewhere? I assume and, there was like a waiting helicopter for him on the other right. side of that zip line. And then was it roadblock or something? He was like, let's yes. play catch. Yes. And then he twangs the string like a guitar. At first I was like, why didn't you just say let's play guitar? Because it doesn't make any sense. Catch. Yeah. But then he like falls and then um, Flint catches him. Yes. Like he's friggin' like she's Stella or yeah. something like that. Just, and, and they were up they were up there. I mean, this is quite a fall yeah. for him just to mm-hmm. casually he's like a, a baby. He's a grown man wearing like half shoulder armor, whatever that thing was. He's gotta weigh at least two hundred pounds at that Oh, point. more than that. You yeah, think yeah. you guys built. You yeah, know. yeah. I'd say like two thirty, easy. Uh, and yeah, Flint just catches him and doesn't break his back. Nothing. Even if we were strong enough to catch I mean the physics yeah. We've we've learned from like uh, 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 breakdowns of Superman films, like you can't mm-hmm. do that. That's mm-hmm. not how inertia works. And, and talking about physics, uh, I don't know what the physics of twin uh, technology is. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. that's all accurate. It's all accurate. <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah, that's okay. how it works. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I know people that are twins, and not once have I ever seen it where one of them gets treated roughly, so immediately the other one, no matter where they are on Earth, can pinpoint on the globe where they are located at. Here's the thing. I think part of the reason why I loved them so much was because I was an only child, flashy mm-hmm. kid. A, yeah. Spent a lot of time by myself. I'm like, wouldn't it be awesome if there were two of me? So a, I could play board games with one another, <laughs> and two, so that like you know, like yeah, I would know where I was at any given time, uh-huh. and then I could. You but know, only find if you were treated roughly. Only by treating Tomax roughly. <laughs> I feel I like by treating me roughly. There's a very Fifty Shades of Grey thing that's that's bound to happen. Yeah. Fifty Shades of Red. Is that what this is? Yeah, Fifty the, Shades the, of the Crimson Scarlet Twins. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Scarlet the twins, Crimson Crimson Twins. Twi- Crimson Twins. Fifty Shades of Crimson. Mm-hmm. Dunzo. Let's mm-hmm. make that movie. Well, I mean, you'd only need to like you know do stuff to one of them, and the other one would be totally all about it. Yeah. Which would be weird if he's like at a yeah. board meeting at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying just to coming all over the place. <laughs> I imagine scheduling is a huge deal between yeah. Tomax and Zaymont. Yeah. yeah. They they probably have windows mapped out of like this is when you're allowed to come. This mm-hmm. is when you're allowed to poop. Yep. I imagine extensive enterprises. A lot of their money was made in like uh, um, scheduling services. You know, mm-hmm. like your outlooks mm-hmm. and your you know calendar. They have a gigantic building in the middle of New York City with a big EE on it, and on sure. the very top floor is just their offices, which are just their a naked room with just their two desks, so they can stare uh-huh. at you at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so I have to yeah, imagine yeah. that they yeah. coincide their schedules probably as often as they can get. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Which oh. was a lot harder back then, you guys. There was no Google calendars. There was oh, no, my goodness. no Apple Watch. Gmail calendars. Yeah. Like, yeah. Each of them probably. I mean. I mean, I imagine they had twin secretaries that also yeah. mm-hmm. knew where each other mm-hmm. was so that they could schedule things properly. Yeah, that's they, true. They had their own Donna. I just especially like the fact that um, when the twin that wasn't actually falling goes, ah, I'm falling. <laughs> it was like, oh, you didn't really have to say that. You could have just, no. you, like, who actually, when they're falling, says, like, ah, oh, this is what is happening to me right now. In case I'm anyone falling, was curious. I'm falling. I mean, although, I mean, as it turns out, like, he did that deliberately so yeah, that... Yeah, he's smarter um, than everyone. Yeah, they, they... Well, they're the smartest cookies in the room. Mm-hmm. I mean, later on, they go on to take over the entire operation from nothing. Right. I mean, maybe Spoiler that was alert. part of it, too, in addition to the whole holy child thing. Like, I like the smart dudes, and mm-hmm. Cobra Commander, he was an asshole. He's mm-hmm. the best. And he got put over so many times in this thing. He doesn't play his cards close to the best. Like, you no, know no. that he's... <laughs> he's the least trusting man, mm-hmm. but yet the most trusting man at the same time. You yeah. Know? Yes, I'm going to double-cross you. We both know I'm going to double-cross you. You double-crossed me. I had no idea it was possible. <laughs> I feel like that may be one of the most psychologically realistic things in the entire show. <laughs> like, 
you know, those, those kind of people that do that to you are shocked and appalled that you when, do something yeah, right back to them. Outraged every true. time it happens, and yeah. it happens twice an episode. Like, <laughs> how dare you cheat on me? Yes, I was just cheating on you with right. another girl last night. What does that matter? How does that factor into this in any way? Well, that's going to take us to the next segment, which is the, maybe the craziest segment of the whole thing. And that's mm-hmm. when Satin, uh, in her armored car, uh-huh. I've seen a brick-proof tour bus. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Right. Just covered it with a big picture of her on the side. Satin and her dolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where were the, the dolls? Yes. Where were the dolls? Uh, oh. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, too. I like to imagine the, the G.I. Joes took their clothes and, and tied them up <laughs> and put them in the back of a, a, a warehouse somewhere. I mean, they're, they're her employees, so it's not like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys can help me with this section because it seems like at first I'm like, oh, they're in a Cobra base. Then I'm like, no, Cobra's taken over this entire town. Uh-huh. It's a big city with skyscrapers in uh-huh, it, uh-huh. and they've created checkpoints around the city. There's no one anywhere, so apparently there's a curfew in order. There's some sort of martial law thing going right. on. Mm-hmm. Right. And Satin's giant metallic armored car of doom shows up at the checkpoint, and uh, and then the driver's just like, no. You're gonna stop here. We're gonna create new air conditioning uh-huh. for you. And she th- throws out of the car, jumps on the dude at the checkpoint. Is just like, you listen to me, bub. I'm performing for Cobra Commander and Destro. Neither of them seems to be anywhere near the city whatsoever. No, no, they're gone. Destro's hoping- going to the Antarctic. I actually was thinking that what was going to happen was that the the they were actually going to play an amazing song and the soldiers were going to be like, oh, all right, you seem to check out. Go on in. Because originally I was thinking, this doesn't seem like a plan that would work. No. But they decided to just sing a few bars and then get to the fight. Is that seriously what out. you thought? <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on. It's an 80s movie. It's an 80s movie. Yeah. Da, da, da. He knows how to play uh, saxophone. knows how to play saxophone. It, did she, she say, she like, say fuck, right? She fucked when I like when I just watched it and then she said, Or you'll get slapped and I was like, Oh slapped and fucked don't rhyme. I mean, it's a slant rhyme. <laughs> See, you can make it work. I heard slugged. Lil Wayne can make it work. Oh slugged. That's what I heard. Is oh, the that... second one was slugged? Yeah, I think so. I heard oh. s- yeah, It could be slugged. slapped. I mean here's the deal. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but I heard slug as a kid though the whole time anytime we, this was on TV I'd wait for this moment and I'd yell you'll get fucked every time every time I wouldn't have known what that was when I was a kid <laughs> well I knew I what it was as a pejorative uh, I what didn't know until the fourth grade I, I I don't think I was probably in high school before <laughs> wow and now you do sketch comedy a lot of these yeah. things are coming together uh-huh. welcome to real sense. talk with Gina <laughs> <laughs> what could it be other than fucked though I oh, I don't even well, know. Now my question is: This is obviously a real composed song. This is something already in the repertoire. Oh, uh-huh. And in previous episodes, we've learned that she has a song called "The Cobra That Got Away," and now she's got a song called "Cobra Dance." Does she just have a whole litany of songs? Is just this the Cobra album? Yeah. I, my thing is like, how does she know how to how to fight? Well, because well, because she's her, do we know this? Yeah, her dad was taken by Cobra, and so right, right. naturally she would she would then you know like you killed my brother, and now I've come to you know I've right. been with Shell and I guess and I guess gonna... pop star pop singer is a weird cover story. Well, it, well, I mean this was I mean I could I bet you that they uh, this was supposed this, to be a spinoff of the of Gem. Or oh. they wanted it to be Jem, and you know they couldn't get it the rights. It would have made sense as Jem, yeah. Because when she des- describes her backstory, I was like, oh, they're they're they were plot they were setting this up. There's for something there. 
for a spinoff. Yeah, but she all, never came back, did she? The one thing that I noticed during this scene was that the 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 wolf is clearly a wolf that is walking on its hind leg yeah. the whole time, hey, and you the know what? soldiers don't question no, it. No, no, one hundred percent. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, "Well, this is an interesting show. Tell me more." Like I mean, if freaking Nicki Minaj came out with a with fucking a parrot, a dancing parrot, and a dancing wolf. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent on board. But none of them are like, "Hey, remember those good guys that were always fighting? Right. That one guy that has a parrot and a wolf." The, the checklist for this uh, uh, checkpoint is: we're looking for a pop singer who happens to have a sailor, a mute masked black ninja guy, a wolf, and a parrot. These guys come out, and there's just uh-huh. okay. This is the act, obviously. It was Hold the on, legs. there's a mute masked guy, yes, but he has blonde hair. Okay, and, excuse and, me. And some sweet moves. And he's wearing like a woman's '80s fashion outfit with with the hair. Mm-hmm. Again, he's just dancing. There's no instruments being played. Nope. There's no singing happening. Mm-hmm. Is this wolf? What is the? Explain to me what the wolf's deal is. Is he super smart? He's uh, basically Snake Eyes is a warg. Um, oh, which, you know, yes. right. if, right. if we're gonna do use uh, Game of Thrones yeah, terms, yes, is yes. Like a, now yeah. you're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, every single animal, if it exists in the G.I. Joe universe, is smarter than most characters on G.I. Joe. Have you right. seen those fucking Russian seals that, uh, that were trained to like do like color guard stuff? Were they leopard seals? I don't know. <laughs> now I have to go back and check. But it was like I a couple weeks be. ago. They were t- uh, um, it, it, was on, it was on the news when Russia did some sort of thing. Uh-huh. And then they had the, um, these trained seals like, you know, doing twirls and had, had fucking... Guns like the like rifles that you would use for. All right. So what I'm what I'm hearing is possible. Yes. Plausible. Yeah. yeah. This entire sequence is is plausible. This is one of the few things that Uh actually. (laughs) I would I would be like I am not surprised to see that in real life. I mean, they also could have just like left the two animals on the truck until the fighting started, so they wouldn't have to. They wouldn't have been distracted by just a mute dude with a blonde wig. To be fair, with sax playing, they needed they needed to deal with every soldier. This is the plan. The shipwreck hits the guy with the saxophone. Snake guys, you know, jams him, satin punches him, and then the wolf and the parrot are getting yanked from the shoulders. Yeah, it started with the parrot. That was the weird thing. I was take him out. I get that the wolf could take him out. Parrot, not so much. I was unclear what the parrot's purpose was. He was he was nibbling. He was, have no. you ever been bit by? I don't go near birds anymore because uh, I mean, one of my grandmother's friends had a parrot of... that was like no. He was he was he had tiny yeah, little people was like biting like him right in the shoulder. Oh, yeah. I see. Holding yeah. him in place like, like oh, a Vulcan what, nerve what pitch. And instead of just going punch, the guy was like, "I'm gonna just let this happen." To be fair, he did have a wolf biting his other arm, that, that which I think is the real threat. If you had just gone. From watching the most amazing pop number live right in front of you mm-hmm. to suddenly having a parrot and a wolf attack you, you might be stunned for a moment. I give this Cobra Trooper full credit for not d- immediately responding correctly. Yeah. I do. I want to see this this scene remade with Miley Cyrus. Her dad, her dad, <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, got killed by Cobra. <laughs> now she has some sweet ninja moves and tours with a see, really weird. I group. figure it was more like. Uh, Taylor Swift because she has all the songs about breakups and her boyfriends and oh. stuff like that. All of all of Satin songs apparently are about how Cobra killed her dad. It's all about Cobra. Um, if we ever if we ever discover that Taylor Swift is really some sort of ninja master who's been on a oh, an eighteen shit. year quest to kill the man who like oh, murdered someone, would I would be... that would be the best thing ever. Why isn't that the gem movie? <laughs> Why? How could they have missed? I don't understand how Hollywood works. (laughs) 
So, so they're going to escape right now, and so after they've 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 done the musical number, just I don't know how crazy it, stuff happens. Isn't I don't know if that's the right word considering she has a tour bus that drops down enormous like uh, a steel sheeting to make the thing bulletproof, uh-huh. and then an enormous. Brick wall battering yes. ram. Well, this is the part of the plan the... because they start going towards the wall and shipwreck starts freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Like, this is the part of the plan he had the trouble with. Right. It wasn't the <laughs> wolf on two legs paramusical yeah. number and him playing the saxophone at a checkpoint with laser guns pointed at his head. It's holy shit, this armored car made of pure steel can't crash through this brick wall. I mean, it probably couldn't in real life. So he's he's one hundred percent could not. That's not a thing until the battering ram came out. I mean, battering ram doesn't just go through on the first try. Even then, if you're on, say you're on the one sixty five here, going um, (laughs) east on Van Owen, and you're just driving along, and then all of a sudden. Dude starts driving towards a brick wall. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm trying to get to the fucking Burbank Ikea. And then this huge <laughs> battering ram pops out. You're still, even seeing the battering ram, you're still going to go, no, don't go into that wall. That's ridiculous. I feel like they, they could have easily solved this, this logic problem, by having the bricklayer there and going, oh, I should have used cement instead of just laying them on top of each other lightly. Just, just a little comedy act from the 1930s as he's just gently pressing each right, brick on top. Right. Maybe it was just a giant wall of fruit carts. It's just a guy sitting there like, oh, no, my melon. One more brick till retirement. Oh, no, why? One more brick till retirement and I can afford the money that my wife needs to cure her legs. <laughs> cure her legs? Wait a minute. Are her legs the disease here in the scenario? Well, she's been using the rocket pack thinking, too much. Yeah, she was using the rocket pack too much and they've atrophied. Fair enough. That checks out. So this takes us to the next sequence which I'm oh, almost... Oh god. Through. That's my favorite thing in the whole episode, isn't it? <laughs> well, we've got, Yes, it does. Because now we're now... Uh, we have the aircraft carrier and Flynn's talking with the captain and he says, uh, "We need to get. We need to get here because the final cube is going down. The mm-hmm. ship plan is about to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it's a pyramid, and yet they need cubes to make it work. Mm. That's simple geometry, Chan. I mean. Yeah, simple <laughs> geometry says you have a bunch of fucking tiny pyramids to make one big pyramid. That's how that works. Mm. Yeah. So they're going to the ship's graveyard, ships of death. What was, I think it's the actual name of the episode. And yeah. I'm totally blanking on it again. <clears throat> yes, thank you, Chan. <laughs> Chaos in the Sea of Lost Souls. The Sea of Lost Not Souls. The Bermuda Triangle. No, no, because no, no, apparently no. somebody owns the rights somebody, to that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody copyrighted the Same guy owns Dreadnought, and he owns <laughs> the Bermuda it's Triangle. Mysterious area where ships disappear. <laughs> what do we call it? It's uh, crazy because around this aircraft carrier, going to the, uh, the the Sea of Lost Souls. And the the captain said, tells Flint, he goes, hey, I can get you there in two hours. And Flint goes, no, that's not good enough. You get us there in one hour. And the captain goes, fuck yeah. <laughs> Somehow that's going to happen. That's sure. how time works. <laughs> Wait a minute. You, you, you can just push this to full? I've only ever gone half. I had no idea that I, that was even an option. I've never known aircraft carriers is to be particularly like fast or mobile. Right, or, right. Usually they just sit there. Like That's their whole job is to just sit there and mm-hmm. be a, a plane island. Uh-huh. Yep. No, two hours. No, make it one. Yes. <laughs> I'm a chronic overestimator, so I did mean one hour. <laughs> I just thought maybe we'd want a bathroom break and a meal. You know. Promise yep. low, deliver high. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah, captain's exactly. creed. Mm-hmm. It's written right above his desk, I'm sure. I'm stationary. You know I, what? I think it's entirely possible they just jettisoned all of their cargo. Oh, uh-huh. Inc- uh, planes, fuel, people, yeah. bunk beds, yeah. everything. Because as we see later, you can run a aircraft carrier with sails. 
Yeah. Like, motherfucking, although apparently they didn't get rid of their cloth. So they just had right. a bunch of cloth the, the stores. Oh, Jettison the planes and the fuel and the bunk beds. <laughs> That's getting ahead, but they took the cloth off the other dead ships. Oh, is that where they It wasn't until I watched it the third time that I figured out where this giant swathe of cloth came from. I I actually thought that they were like putting, like they were tying different things together, but then when the sales actually (laughs) went up, I was like, shirt. Here's my pants. (laughs) Yeah, that's no stitches in the sale whatsoever. It's just one gigantic (laughs) piece of cloth. I thought thought it was just lazy drawing. I thought the guy was like, I don't feel like putting in the stitches. I will feel anything with the show being lazy. What the hell are you talking about? I will say this I'm going to jump ahead to the part where Tomax and Zaymont. Uh, they bust out of prison. Yes, and apparently Zaymot has a sonic screwdriver. Yes, uh, uh-huh. because it's just like it's a watch, and it goes beep, and the lock goes ping. Yeah, and then it's like beep, and then bing. The uh, the chains get busted away. Yeah, so it is entirely possible that the Joes also have a similar technology to take all of that. Let's say two hundred year old muslin fabric That's and just true. go like zzz, and That's make it like and, and come together as one and big piece. You're bearing the lead on the rescue of uh, Tomax from the prison uh-huh. is the fact that they he have, just happens to have starflies, right? And and that's all sure. it takes to distract trained Look, soldiers. Butterflies. Oh, they're so pretty. Houseflies in the bottom of this <laughs> house. Stoned is that sailor? <laughs> Look at the pretty butterflies. I hope no other countries have seen this cartoon because then they know our greatest weakness. <laughs> Butter, butterflies that. Turn into knockout gas. Yeah, I feel like North Korea watching that, is watching that episode right now and going, all we need are butterflies, eh? I feel like North Korea probably would have taken over South Korea <laughs> if it hadn't been working on its butterfly technology <laughs> since 1985. So that's a good thing. And, and, and in the magic of G.I. Joe, this is just a throwaway moment. Hey, right. we need to distract the guards. I don't know. Rainbow-colored, explosively poison gas butterflies. Sure. And never yeah. mention again. Nobody. Right. And when and when and when Zayma pulls him out, none of his guys are just like, "That's weird." <laughs> to be fair to the red shirt guys, there is really nothing in their behavior that would have helped them in that situation. There's no way they could have been professional about it. And like, oh, there are glowing butterflies. Let's do some sort of. Uh, um, Maneuvers to get away from them, they're going to get knocked that, out regardless. That's true. That's, that's yeah. true. But they could have. They could have at least not been so delighted by that. <laughs> I mean, just take life one day at a time, Gina. Just enjoy. Stop I mean, and smell the starflies. I'll, I'll try, but I'll probably get knocked out. You yeah, guys, so you guys skipped over my favorite part of the yes. episode, which is uh, AKA yep. Robotopus. Yep, that's, I got that too. <laughs> so there's an underwater battle happening uh-huh. between yep. Lady J and Destro. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh-huh. He's doing the final computations on the cube. And I'm really, I don't, I don't even understand like what he's even doing at the cube because it's supposed to be in an exactly precise position, uh-huh. but he's not moving the cube. Oh. He's just pressing some buttons on the side panel. Yeah. And when Lady J comes to stop him, he pulls out. Yeah. He's trying to get his AOL instant messenger working so he can send his friend a message going, almost there. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, winky face. AFK? No, no. What am I? ASL. That's what I'm Oh, yeah. ASL. And go ahead, Gina. The robotopus. Uh, and, and of course, the, the way to defeat a, a lady G.I. Joe is by s- throwing something at her that has the word puss in it. <laughs> so that it reminds everyone watching, yeah, she's a G.I. Joe, but she's also got a pussy. <laughs> Also, I assumed it was just like a like a creepy like a uh, uh, handsy kind of thing. Like if Destro were to engage her in hand on hand 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 combat, oh, it would be uh-huh. like stabbing her with a knife. He'd be like, "Let me grope you, baby." Right, me, right. La, 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 la. right. I have to ask the question: Is this sequence what led us to tentacle porn? 
Probably. Because previous to 1985, I mean, not that I've researched it, but uh, I can't understand how much potentially tentacle porn there'd be out there. Yeah. Um, there was one guy that watched this episode of G.I. Joe and, and started jerking off furiously at this, at this <laughs> sequence. And then as he squirted everywhere, he goes, oh, I think I'm onto something. <laughs> it worked for me. <laughs> I will say this, because I actually have done a little bit of research in that direction. Oh, of course you have to. <laughs> um... Women getting fucked by octopi yes. is actually um, a, an old trope in Japanese art. Really? Oh. Going back hundreds of years. Interesting. Like getting fucked by, yeah, is like a totally normal thing. So it's, it's a tradition. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, who are we to mess with tradition? Wow. Who am I to judge another culture? <laughs> Robopus is um, traditional <laughs> Japanese... Uh, uh, Sir Robotopus, thank you. <laughs> Robopus, Robopus is his unsuccessful little brother. <laughs> Robopus I'm sorry, that would be gross. You know, that's the... That's <laughs> it's a vagina! <laughs> it turns into... I don't know, shoots out like laser beams or something. Like, I was, Yeah, like Ro- Robotopus um, was basically a beholder. Just a little eyeball. Pops mm-hmm. out a whole bunch of uh, uh-huh. Dr. Octopus tentacles, right. yeah, yeah. wraps around, and then does nothing, as near as it I just, can tell. It sinks her to the bottom yeah. of the ocean. Oh. oh. And, okay. and, of course, the one fatal flaw in the design of the Robotopus, unfortunately, is if you shoot a laser into his eye, he I immediately like retracts. It wasn't in a even world a... full of nothing but hand lasers <laughs> everywhere. So now my question is, is Robotopus just chilling at the bottom of the Antarctic, like, like still to this day? Well, I think he's dead, because remember, she throws it back at Destro. Oh. He fights it, and then inexplicably, while he's completely occupied by Robotopus, she throws a spear at him. Uh-huh, right, right. Uh-huh. A javelin which explodes the Robotopus off of him. Oh. Poor Robotopus. So, Poor, yeah. Somewhere, if we, if we were to travel to the Sea of Lost Souls, we, we could find, find the, oh. the Terminator remains. We hardly knew ye. Oh, poor Robotopus. Robotopus. I was looking forward to his spinoff, <laughs> where he where he uh, moves in with a cousin <laughs> who who is quickly, quickly annoyed by his crazy foreign antics. <laughs> Um, I come here today not to bury Robotopus, <laughs> but to celebrate him. Perfect Robotopi? That- yep, yep. Okay. <laughs> Standing tall, tall on the weight of my arm- arms, arms of my dream. All right. Nope. Nope. Let that. Edit that out. Almost worked, Han. Almost worked. <laughs> So the final cube gets up and up and going. So now all of a sudden we've got all four cubes on the four corners of the earth. The pyramid of darkness is complete mm-hmm. and darkness has taken over all of North America. Dun, uh-huh. dun, dun. So we get scenes of all the different places where like we get Big Ben in London where all the cars stop. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of that, that little uh, montage is the Russians are having a parade of arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While the why were they not helping? <laughs> this affects them too. They're not only not helping GI Joe stop the pyramid of darkness, they're like balls out on display with all their combined arms I mean, in a parade. This was the 80s and that was what we knew about Russia. That was like Tuesdays. It was, it was just... <laughs> to be fair, the thing that I was talking about just a little while ago, I forget what it was, but there were a bu- there was a fucking Russian military parade. Oh. And it was for uh-huh. something small or like a holiday or something. It might have been Putin's birthday or something like that. I don't uh-huh. know. But like the Russians do have more like military arms marches than we do, I feel like. I hope Putin is listening to this podcast right now and a single tear escapes from his eye when he goes, my birthday is not small. <laughs> He's probably thinking, Roboto, what? Why do we not have Robotopus? <laughs> Put all the manpower of Russia for the next 15 years on inventing Robotopus. <laughs> the Robotopus and or Starflies. So, and, and the Cobra, however, they came prepared. They came ready to go with this because Baroness and Destro, realizing they were not going to get their ship out of harbor because the Pyramid of Dark is going up, 
So they brought with them a Viking-style ship with a cobra Stroke. head Stroke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. at the front of it and oh. a complete team of oars. Can I also yeah. say, like, what the fuck? Uh, why Why was uh, uh, Zaymot so worried about getting trapped in the thing? <laughs> That's what I if was they wondering. they were already trapped, too. Well, I was, I was wondering, like, oh, this is a terrible plan to have the twins just, tra- like, trapped in there when it goes up because mm-hmm. I was thinking like it would make sense if, if once it's up it melts everyone's flesh off and they die right. <laughs> but this is just you can walk 10 feet into the place where it's not hitting yeah yeah because the, the, the cube is where it starts right. you get on the other side of the cube where you were at right. and, and, then, and then they're coming for their revenge it seems like a poorly thought out sure you could put though. a fully functioning ship <laughs> on the light side or you could get two rubber rafts led by sharks Mm-hmm. Which is exactly how oh, they get away. I wasn't away. sure if they were sharks or oh. dolphins. I saw sharks underneath. I thought that was like, oh no, they're in danger. Oh no, they no, were, they were friends. Oh no, wow. they were they tied were to it because in a later shot, you see the sharks with with like harnesses yeah. strapped to them, pulling them away. Which uh, this lends credence to my belief that this is in the same universe as the Little Mermaid because I believe that Ursula also has like her her something that she refers to as like the 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 lost souls. Like those little things that she takes there, that she like gives them favors to the the little. I don't know when the last time was that you guys saw a Little Mermaid, <laughs> but if you can harness the power of sharks to mm-hmm. make them be your friends, mm-hmm. and you have a land of lost souls, mm-hmm. and you have a robotopus, yeah. I'm gonna say that this I is do remember in the that same from, land. Uh, <laughs> next step, profit. <laughs> I, I remember a robotopus from the Under the Sea uh, number. He's yep. in the back there, just like, and then the lights flash in his eyes. And went you down. He just dies from the strobe. You yep. think they got a robotopus up on the side, man? <laughs> down here, we got everything. <laughs> we got roboto crabs. We got roboto sea urchins. We got roboto mermaids. But no living animals anymore, because this no. is year 3021. <laughs> All the seas are dead and full of dead souls. <laughs> Futuramade. Yep. So we, we cut back to the aircraft carrier. Thank God they blew all their fuel getting there in double time. Uh-huh. Getting there an hour because now they doesn't run at all. Yeah. At which point Flint has a very brilliant idea we've alluded to before. And there's just this amazing dialogue sequence that happens between him and Lady J where he says, and I have it written down here in quotes, <laughs> men sailed the seas before electricity, <laughs> Captain. Oh, God. At as which soon point as that Lady happened. J says, what do you mean, Flint? <laughs> <laughs> and at which point I just want to flip to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Wait, is this before or after the hang glider comment? This is right after oh. the hang glider. Okay, because, hold on. Yes. Because I wanted to take a moment to talk about oh, that love you, in the world of G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there was a weird moment earlier where Destro calls uh, Cobra Commander my beloved uh, whatever. Yes. Or whatever. I'm uh-huh. like, that's a weird word to use. Yeah. Like, it seemed. And then. Oh, he's mocking him completely right there. Uh, oh, Destro is a complete shit heel and he's being like extra shit heel just be like fuck you Cobra Commander I'm in charge is that what it, okay oh, yeah. well yeah. because he also uses the same sort of language towards the Baroness yes he yeah. does it's a little weird that they kind of crossed over like that I don't think he can turn it off and <laughs> I think I think just once you go once you flip the Destro switch I'm not being sarcastic I just talk this way it's a disease um, but yeah the Falcon Glider where um, where he says I couldn't forget you if I tried couldn't forget you if I yeah. tried and yeah. I've tried trust me lady right. Right, right. Uh, right. And I, the, oh no, go on. There's the exposition part there too, where he goes, "Well, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of, 
Okay, we've established that they can shut down anything electronic, but this thing that I'm about to show you isn't electronic, which is why it still works. Time to sell some Falcon <laughs> gliders, <laughs> which I also keep in the cockpit <laughs> of my of my helicopter. Right, right. I just want to just this in case. Just such, a, such an occasion. <laughs> oh, Destromeo. Destro and Romeo. It's a portmanteau. That is correct. Uh-huh. How, not gallant, gallant, because this is like pseudo-French and that's like uh-huh. romantic. It's a loving gesture. Um, um, there is no more loving anything in the G.I. Joe universe other than Baroness and Destro. <laughs> that's the love I've always wanted in life. They are going to town. Like they're, Oh, yeah. Like they're dry mm-hmm. humping on the boat. And they're just like I would imagine they don't get much uh, time for sex, so they have to fit in whatever they can when they can. Okay, well that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they had to like fill out paperwork that said that they are in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Just in case. HR, for HR, the worst. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be equal in station because if one is like a subservient right. to the other or has a higher position, yeah. they might abuse that authority. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, let's just face it though: in the eighties, I mean, there's a big glass ceiling going on. Baroness rose the yeah. ranks. She's That's right true. there at the top. And there's also in turn like there were no dating websites, so you're definitely gonna get it where you can. I is there an episode where Cobra forms a dating service? I feel like there I, is. I, here's the deal. I can't speak off the top of my head, but it sure sounds plausible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there isn't, we'll need to write one a, a G.I. Joe spec at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. So and the final thought on this segment right here is they have to the Crimson Twins are about to uh, completely uh, go against Cobra Commander and take over the operation for themselves. Nobody's uh, weapons are working. Nobody's guns are working. Nobody's vehicles are working. Guns are electronic. How does their flare gun work? Oh, I'm sorry, lasers. Lasers. How does their flare gun work? No, it's mechanical. Is it purely mechanical? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A flare gun doesn't have like... There's no computer in there? That was also the other thing that I was wondering about because um, Satin... Was still driving around after they put that I thing. I noticed like, what that, the fuck? but she was in the light section. It looked like that's what I think. I yeah. think they were somewhere in South America. It would make sense mm-hmm. to put the Cobra base that you're going to like be holding people hostage in the place that isn't hit by the right. pyramid of Tartarus. Right. Right. Otherwise, right. that's right. terrible planning. Yeah. Why doesn't every? Well, won't eventually everybody just move to South, the tip of South America? And How would they get there? That would be terrible. Walk there? Yeah. Do you think that they uh, sailed be- ships before? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you mean, Gina? <laughs> they had things before. I'm not before sure. Vi- I'm not sure of the science. Actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, just a, I'm just a girl. They're called feet. <laughs> I don't know. So this takes us to, uh, we cut back to Shipwreck, Snake Eyes, and Satin. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a nice little exposition scene we have. This is the dramatic moment <laughs> where Satin mm-hmm. says, "This I got you as far as I can take you. I gotta be gone now. I gotta go off into the I gotta the go night. to my spinoff. <laughs> I gotta go hit Gem. <laughs> So now we find out Satin's backstory. Now, we've known about Satin for a few episodes now. We're like, what's up with this chick? Why does she hate Cobra? And this comes back to she starts to take off and drive away down the freeway, and Shipwreck is running after her. Uh (laughs) And apparently she's going about 45 miles an hour, Mm. and Shipwreck is just keeping pace along the side (laughs) of the car Mm. at the entire minute and a half of her exposition of her story because the reason she hates Cobra, guys... Is because Cobra framed her father for crimes he didn't commit, okay. and he just never got over it. Holy shit! Is it George Peppard from the A Team? Is that her dad? Well, my question is: that she didn't say anything about he got thrown in jail for life, right? It's just he never got over it. Yeah, the betrayal. Bum- he was pretty bummed. It was just he just kind of got despondent <laughs> after Cobra let him down. <laughs> oh look, it's Mr. Johnson. He embezzled. <laughs> 
guys. But also, this doesn't seem like Cobra's M.O. These guys, like, they murder people. They take towns hostage. They build giant temples with snake heads. And yeah. also, Satin's father, apparently, they frame him for a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, what, what was the crime? I feel like maybe, I feel like they have side projects. They just don't, <laughs> they just don't focus the show on that. You know, I, like, they've got a lot of hands and a lot oh of pies. Man. This the Cobra side project show. Yeah. <laughs> Little Cobras. They're just, sli- they're just slightly, like, it's like, it's like how you rise through the ranks is you prove yourself in these lesser things. I sure. feel like, like the, that's setup. the operation that Major Blood signed off on, right? <laughs> It's nobody that was smart. It's like Major Blood. And I'll also frame her father for crimes he didn't commit. That'll get him. Or, or it's in like, or it's the final in like, uh, in like the, the, their training school where like you have to come oh, okay. to him with an evil plan. And one guy is like, oh, I'm going to make all the meat at a fast food restaurant taste bad. And then and another guy is like, I'm going to, I'm going to frame this, this little girl's father for crimes he didn't commit. I feel like the, the reason why she was so vague about it. I'm pretty sure he got on Megan's Law list. <laughs> pretty sure it's like, yeah, they said that he did all the a, a little girl, and like, I know it's not true because I was there at the time and all this. And but then that begs the question: like, maybe it was a crime he did commit, yeah. and she's just like she's unwilling just to accept is... that her dad is a sex sex offender. Yeah, or maybe this is um, this is revenge. It just took them so many years to spin it off into the TV show Revenge. Oh. I picture Neither like, of us watch Revenge so we just no. make a noise. Uh, like, her father was framed for a crime he correct. didn't commit. What was the crime? Uh, you know, it's very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I picture like her father got was like Ariel Castro and just kept a house full of like slave women and then when it was hit the news and everything she just couldn't handle it so she's like fucking Cobra. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yep. She, I am she angry. There's a secret terrorist organization that's framing my dad for things he didn't do. I mean, I, there, I, go I could write so for... many episodes just on this, like because I feel like at some point her dad could reveal that he's like not her real dad; he's her adoptive dad. But like s- someone in Cobra is her real dad. That's like really high what? up. It was Major Blood. That's why he had the operation. <laughs> there you go. That totally makes sense. There you go. I'm just, I'm telling you, there's gonna, a lot more to see of Satin. I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler right now. I don't think any of that happens. <laughs> no. I don't think any of that actually gets paid 85 off. episodes. That had to be in one of them. If we start writing letters to the creators now. <laughs> I'm picturing the writer's, writer's room for Pyramid of Darkness. And basically, like, well, we have this character, Satin, who's a pop star, who absolutely uh, hates Cobra. Should we explain why? I mean, should we just take a moment somewhere and just give her any kind of a backstory? Like we've we've got to we've got to save the cat, you yeah. guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then they're like, "Well, we can't have her. She can't have been raped. This is a kids' show. So <laughs> what else is there? Uh, someone Cobra broke up committed with her. Raped me. <laughs> that is the that is a dark, dark GI wow. Joe episode. It's a very special episode. Yeah. Very special episode in, in the bike shop. He raped her in the bike bike shop. <laughs> show me on show me on the Cobra Commander doll. Where Cobra Commander touched you. <laughs> Uh, I do have one question about Satin, though. Is she actually, like, legit famous? Is she, like, Miley Cyrus, Taylor Swift? Or is she just some nightclub act Look at the size. famous? Look at the size of her van. It's not a bus. It's a van. It's a van. Um, yeah, so she's just, like, a... She's a, strugg- she's str- a struggling musician, I would say. Well, my point is the Cobra guys who pull them over at the checkpoint, they don't seem to know who she is, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's super famous. To be fair, it is in South America, so, you know... It's true. They oh, have that's different true. pop stars down there. That's true. Shusha. It's all Giselle Bunchen. And then nothing. <laughs> um, so this takes us to, uh, we're getting near the end of the episode, guys, if you can believe it. <laughs> and it only took us an hour. It's only a 22-minute episode, everybody. <laughs> we cut back to Cobra Commander getting ready to give his message to the world. Because when you shut off power to all the important people in the world, a TV commercial 
is easily way. the way to convey your message right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to he's he's doing some early viral video stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. he's trying to be like, should I do the uh, um, what is the dra- dramatic yeah. gopher? Uh-huh. Is that uh-huh. what it is? Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's I think dramatic, it's dramatic, uh, dramatic chipmunk. Dramatic chipmunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should I start with my back to the camera and turn around, or should it just be a close-up of my face? Or should I dress up like a cat and play a keyboard? (laughs) (laughs) They'll be talking about this for years. We find out that the internet is all just an offshoot of this one episode of G.I. Joe. (laughs) Straight up invented by Cobra, and it makes sense if you think about it. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I often think of DARPA as a kind of Cobra. (laughs) (laughs) They're just doing crazy shit, and sometimes it works out, and I'm sure there are some things that are just like, Somebody, somebody at DARPA was probably trying to make starflies. Oh, I'm sure it may still be trying. This is the best way to waste people's time so they're not looking at the actual atrocities that are happening. It's called the just, internet. Just look at the butterflies. <laughs> oh, my God. The internet is starflies. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the scene where Tomax and Zaymat's uh, ultimate betrayal is revealed. The Dreadnoughts have taken over Space Station Delta. Mm-hmm. Zartan has been taking capture... And if you're going to plan, you know... It's can we stop just a moment? Oh, and sure. can somebody... Oh. Let's take a quick listen to this. The lovely flare we've been waiting for. It's our turn now. What accent is that? It's New Zealand, I believe. No, it is not. It's evil. No. It is it's like the, four different accents. <laughs> How dare you? None of which approach the southern uh, hemisphere. Well, they, they don't want to really offend any, any real people, so they invented their own. Uh, I see. Well, the Dreadnoughts are stolen from 1980s punk culture uh-huh. that was coming from England, so they had to have I kind see. of snooty accents. A little bit of a Cockney accent. A Cockney accent, except for the fact that all these characters were kind of from, like, they were mercenaries. Right. Who were pulled mm-hmm. from, like, hot zones in the world, like South oh, Africa. So they've been traveling a lot. It just kind of, yeah. It just, just mixes up. Yeah. It just mixes up. They, they get a piece here and there. Right. Okay. No, no, no. That checks out 100%. Mm-hmm. Let's that move checks on. Out. <laughs> I'm okay with No that. reason to dwell on that plot point any further. Um, <laughs> Um, Cobra Commander, of course, is very, very upset at this. He His flowery language, though, in this scene, because in back-to-back lines, he says the words poppycock and then skullduggery in the next line. And yeah. I say to myself, that's why Cobra Commander is my hero. <laughs> He's, yeah, it is pretty great. And uh, he begrudgingly goes along with the Crimson Twins plan because they reminded him, yes, by the way, Cobra Commander, we bankrolled this entire operation, and uh, now we have control of every single one of the stations. <laughs> so here's the deal. You can either get on board... Or not. Or GTFO. <laughs> That's right, it. Right. Hey, remember when you were in charge? We don't. <laughs> if you think about it, he, he was basically doing their bidding the entire time just without even knowing it. Yeah. yeah. He, did he, all, was, he did all the legwork. Yeah. He was never the one in charge. Mm-hmm. They just, they're like, here's a check. Yeah. And he, we'll just watch. He's, he an, he's is, an idiot. He is Cersei Lannister. Uh, as yeah. we'll find out uh, coming in this uh, next season, like uh, she's, she's very ambitious, but then things start doesn't to go wrong. Happen. She doesn't know. She, yeah. Like, uh, it's truth. Uh, the uh, the Martells are just keep putting on one over on her, and mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and the people uh, that she's you, not you know, smart enough to. Well, yeah, the people you up. rely on to uh, to take out your enemies. Eventually, the wheel, the pendulum swings, and are going to take you out as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Tomax and Zaymot, uh, the Bank of Bravos. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. My question: Are Tomax and Zaymot actually the Young Coke brothers? I could see that they have a lot uh, of money. They're evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they I just feel, asked the question. They feel each other's pain in the uh, bondage <laughs> in S and M rooms. Yeah, guys, did we get to the uh, butts yet? <laughs> we are. This is the last sequence right here. All so, right. Uh, uh, 
Bazooka, Alpine, and Quick Kick. We finally visit them again. They've been riding on the underside of a hiss tank since Antarctica, mind you. Uh-huh. And, and, and in the fine. jungle. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, the Antarctic jungles. What That's land bridge they took mm-hmm. to get from Antarctica to the jungle. <laughs> but now they're in the jungle and they get there and they decide, you know what, we're good here. Let's get out. At which point, I want to say Bazooka's supposed to be the dumb one. But uh, Bazooka says, hey, well, why don't we fly out of here? And Alpine says... Uh, there's nowhere we can. There's no nothing we can fly around here. And Bazooka turns, and five feet away from them is a gigantic, <laughs> enormous, jumbo-sized cobra plane. jet. Yeah, it's not like a little flitter. It's not you know. <laughs> this a thing is a DC ten. We've mm-hmm. established that these characters have really terrible. Their 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 peripheral vision is horrendous. They the, couldn't see the battle happening thirty feet right, this way. Right. Bit, I can't see the giant jumbo they're jet. They're partially deaf, and they can't see anything to the right they're or left. Professional wrestling referees is what they are. <laughs> So they end up getting on the plane, which, of course, Quick Kick can fly. Right. Yeah. That goes without saying. He's a stuntman. He's a stuntman, and he's, but normally he, he pilots these things into crashes. He flies them into crashes. Because that's how we film plane crashes. <laughs> we hire a stuntman to fly them into whatever, into did, the ground. How did he survive the first one? That's my question. Because he really does it all the time. I yeah. mean, the man's half naked in the arc. <laughs> Uh, he's made of, of steel. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's bionic. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there happen to be three Cobra uh, agents uh-huh. hiding on the ship. Yep, like you Gina, do. take it from here. Uh, that, was when, that was when my temperature started to rise. <laughs> As one of the soldiers in the blue suits turned around, and I noticed that the, the cartoonist decided to give him an ample and juicy posterior. <laughs> he has the greatest ass known to man. And there's three of them. The main guy who's talking... Fantastic it's, ass. It's great. You can see, and his pants are clearly tight because you can see the outline of the crack. He knows he's what he's working with and Hold he's working on. it. Because here's the thing is earlier, I didn't bring it up, but I did notice when Lady J uh, jumped out of the helicopter into the water, they took a real long time to just give a perfect uh, shot of her snooch as it went all the way down <laughs> in the water. It was a long, they held that shot. And I was like, that's kind of weird. I feel like there's just one cartoonist, one animator on the show whose job it is to, like, spice it up a little. <laughs> and for the record, bit. you're all welcome. <laughs> uh, I, just want to, I just want to point out that I noticed that. I did not notice the butts. Gina, it makes sense that you would notice the butts. I noticed Ray the butts. <laughs> That's why I was you would hoping that Gina would so notice the butts because I, if I'm the only one who noticed them, Chan, I have you something need to, I got to admit to you guys. <laughs> you need to go back and look at that butt, Chan. <laughs> it's fantastic. It made, it made me want to work out. <laughs> the other weird shot that I noticed, and I actually wrote it down, and I don't know why, is that there was. They said they got away, and then they cut to a shot of the landing gear going up into the plane. It oh, I, d- I didn't make any sense. That. I, I don't understand that. why they would take the time to show landing gear coming up into a plane. <laughs> that was when the network was like, we need three more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's supposed to be all sorts of filler shots well, of everything, just gear. I'm like disappointed. Somebody loading their laser gun with whatever. Or there was you, one guy that had just seen Top Gun and was like, oh, it's like, ah, we're going to show like the wing, a close-up of the wing, and then landing gear going up, and then, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't we have just gotten three more seconds of butts? <laughs> I mean, they were fantastic. I feel yeah, like they the, probably cut it down from the, like the standards a minute and practices. It was a ninety seconds. The standards and practices people can only let you show cartoon butts for so many seconds in a TV show. Just perfect curvature, guys. I'm just saying. Everything else is just off-screen dialogue. Cobra <laughs> Commander and Destro going at it. Just 
She's just holding on the butts, <laughs> holding on these three cobra butts. I want to see the documentary that's about that guy who drew that butt about how, like how he thinks it was his greatest creation and it's he'll never, he'll never match up to it. He's like, there was one time in 1984 when I drew a butt, a butt so great everyone <laughs> noticed it. That's the dude who drew the dicks in Little Mermaid. <laughs> so of course, when the when, when perfect ass <laughs> says your name is going to be M U D when I'm through with you, the first thing you got to do is pick a fight. Uh, so they, yeah, that that I'm that glad guy he said what it spelled though was clearly an underling of Cobra <laughs> Commander. Right. He goes, he had been, he's his protege. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to rise through the ranks. He was, he was waiting for that one. He's got a whole note card like full, filled with things. And he's like, oh, next time I see them, I'm going to say your name is M U D. Oh yeah, that's real good. Let me write that one down. <laughs> Stop this tomfoolery, you guys. <laughs> it's my turn to shine. But you're right though. I didn't even think about that he says your name is m-u-d and that spells mud <laughs> like we couldn't figure it out there's some I very well to be fair bazooka was one of them I so wanna, i don't want to have to think when i'm watching a cartoon <laughs> so the fight scene breaks out and of course bazooka the other alpine's fine he's beating up his guy quick kick's fine he's beating up his guy but perfect ass uh-huh. is taking it to bazooka yeah just absolutely just slamming him into the controls at which point the g-forces kick in the mm-hmm. g-forces mm-hmm. the g-forces that somehow managed to affect both sides of the plane equally it. because <laughs> quick kick's on one side of the plane he's pinned p- pinned up against the wall and uh who's who else is he alpine with is alpine pinned is- to the other side of the wall loses yeah, yeah. his hat yep his hat doesn't get pinned to the wall. That just it just flies away. I'm not sure how G forces work, and if they were like in a straight down death spiral, if they would be pinned up against the back of the plane. Uh-huh. But I absolutely See, guarantee that's what I would think they were pinned. pinned up against bo- either side of the plane. And bazookas uh-huh. pinned to the front of the plane, <laughs> yeah, with the direction yep. they're headed in. Maybe I mean in zero gravity, I think it would be possible to uh-huh. spin it. You know, like to, the centripetal like force, to create, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, to to create artificial gravity at some point. Yeah. I don't think they're doing that. I think, uh, guys, I might have to go on a limb here and say G-forces mean whatever you want them to mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm no scientist. That's, that, that's how I always look at everything in the, in the I mean, world. gravity's just a theory, you guys. Right, right. And clearly, it has to be a theory because they've proven it's wrong here. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode right there. We leave, we're left on a, a savage cliffhanger of will the plane crash murdering perfect ass and some Joes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or will they overcome the G-forces? Oh, perfect ass. We hardly knew you. <laughs> I've got a I've got a uh, a little game here, which was did this episode pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> it had exactly three ladies in it, assuming Robotopus is not a lady. Uh, For the record, Robotopus totally a lady. No, 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 no Robopus is a lady. Robotopus not so. You know what? I stand corrected. <laughs> there was Satin Lady J mm-hmm. and the Baroness. So that's one Joe, one Cobra, and one Independent. Right, right. They never interact with one another at all. Nope. So that's that's immediate, immediate fail. I feel like at some point Baroness and Lady J do mm-hmm. uh, meet up, but okay. it's only to fight. Right, right. Uh, they're although, not having an in-depth conversation. I bet you they're probably not talking about boys. They're probably talking about, uh, well, you know, the destruction of the world yeah. or yeah. whatever. Well, or, we'll have to see in a future episode if any of the episodes I, pass the Bechdel test. I'm going to guess we get progressive at least once. I'll just put the over-under at one. <laughs> well, we've got 85 episodes we've to got do. 85 There's got to be through. one. There's maybe going to be one. <laughs> now, well, that's our show, everybody. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be, you know, coming back soon enough with part five, the f- the finale, the recap, the end game of Pyramid of Darkness. Oh God, can't <laughs> wait! Until then, 
Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.